Everybody, it's episode eight of Raisin Brent. Haha, I did it myself. Raisin Brent. Yeah. Oh boy, and we made it back. Now, this is what they call the doldrums of the sports talk season. I guess it's really not, but it sure felt that what way are you when we were talking the about show doldrums. It's just, it's not too much going on. I mean, yes. Okay. Hi, Ray. I am a dictionary. Could you look up the word doldrums inside of me? Because I believe it means when nothing's happening and it's boring. Yes, that's exactly how I kind of feel about sports right now. I mean, look, look at it right now. NBA Finals are about to happen. Huzzah. Congratulations to them. We, we have the Miami Heat. We have the Spurs. Mm-hmm. I could really care less about either of those two teams. Pretty boring. It, and even if my team, the Pacers, would have survived Game 7, which we all knew they probably would not. I didn't find there to be any, any chance at all. Any yeah. chance at all that that would happen? Even if that happened, it's still a boring. It's still series. boring. It's a more boring series. If, yeah. If they, if I they mean, I would have had more invested in. I would have been excited personally, but yeah, we'd have had more to talk about that way. But the NHL, NHL finals or semifinals, I guess, are happening right now. The uh, your your LA Kings. Yeah. Ever getting, since I started supporting them, they're getting boat raced by the Chicago Blackhawks. They're getting a really really good team. Uh, yeah, Red Wings, and then the other side you got Boston and Pittsburgh. Whoopty poop! I don't yeah. care. Yeah, so, then all we're left with is what NASCAR? No, no. We have Major League Baseball, but in, at the quarter point of the season, you know your Tigers first place, third of the way. Yeah, yeah, we're your third Royals the dead last place. Last place. It's not even really any rivalry talk we can have happen there. Everything's happening. No, uh, next week though the Royals play Tigers. I think next weekend. So that'll be great. We that'll can be talk great. About that next week. Yeah. But when we were stuck here in the middle of it this week, we've been sitting here now for actually a little while now trying to come up with appropriate topics. Oh, you know what happened a few days ago? It's it was a What's few that? days ago. Brittany Griner made her debut in the WNBA. Right? Are really, we really going to WNBA talk? Is that yeah. where we're going? She had two dunks in one game. Two dunks in one game? That's right. Like, legit. Two legit dunks. Come on. And they weren't those, like, rattle-around dunks. They those were, like... Are, that's the staple of she the She did WNBA. one, like, nasty kind of throw-down dunk. All right. Uh, and the other one was okay. You know where that puts her in the annals of WNBA history on the list of most dunks? After one game getting two dunks? Yeah. I would assume it's pretty high. <laughs> What's She's tied for first. Tied for... Tied for first place. Mo- who she who she tied with, with? With my girl, Candace Parker. Oh, nah. I, yes, I, Candace Parker got sir. so much. Hurt. She was the Britney Griner, uh, Britney Griner of her era. What? I remember when um, Candace Parker won that high school slam dunk competition mm-hmm. in high school. Purely because people were talking about like, oh, and then she did like a three sixty, and then she covered up her face, her eyes, and then she dunked it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that must have been that must have been incredible. And then I saw the tape, and it was the lamest. Imagine all of that is true, except the lamest physical way possible. Like while running down the court, she put her hand over her eyes, and then right as she started to jump, she pulls it away and just does a rattle dunk. Okay, I'm not even going to argue with you that she's a great basketball player in the WNBA because she is. That's not even you know up for discussion. Mm-hmm. What is up uh, but, for discussion? Well, nothing. I'm just like I was just talking about. She's like, an attractive lady. Uh, I, you know, you what? No, nah, are you? It's not for me. Wow. No, you were showing me. You were you showing know, me this the clip. Uh, ESPN yeah. body issue would. Uh, you were showing me that. Disagree with you, I believe. 
She's got really long legs. Okay, so I mean, she looks athletic. Who do you? Okay, do you tell me somebody hotter than the WNBA or that played in the WNBA? I know you're leading me on. I know you're leading me on. Yeah, with this please question. tell me. You know, Okay, my favorite, most attractive WNBA player, I think... You're going to make me say it? You're going to put it out there? Yeah. Rebecca Lobo. Yeah, what? Rebecca Lobo, hot. She's got that very sexy uh, forehead. She's got, uh, she's got those beautiful teeth, great hair, very oh tall, very feminine woman. Now a very fantastic analyst. She is a good analyst. Yeah. I'll give her that. You know, sometimes when I'm watching, I don't think, I don't know if she does WNBA, but I think she does college Yeah, I think we've seen her on SportsCenter a few times. Yeah, she's a good analyst. She's very well-spoken. She knows her basketball. She knows the game. Yeah, that's sexy. But she's not, to me, she's not attractive. What's wrong with Rebecca Lobo? I don't want you going to make me be a jerk. I am going to make you be a jerk. not attractive. Because we had this entire conversation 50,000 times. I I would say it's the exact same things you just talked about. Like, she kind of, when she smiles, she has a real gummy smile, which I'm not a a big big fan of. Uh, You're not a fan of big teeth. If I was a dentist, I'd be like, oh, man, please eat a lot of candy because I'm going to take you to the bank. Oh, my goodness. Rebecca Lobo, you know, maybe we should put a a poll up on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Who's hotter? Rebecca Candace Parker Lobo or Candace Parker. Yeah, I'm sh- let's please let's do that, and then let's just have a let's public shaming bet on who loses. I don't know if I'm ready to quite go that yeah, far. That's Look, right. I might be I right. Think that's your personal preference. It is a personal preference. That's what makes me right. You also think that you know Hope Solo is is hotter than Alex Morgan. I don't even think that's debatable. Yeah, I know Alex Morgan clearly is hotter. Oh my goodness, Hope Solo. Hope Solo is a very good looking young lady, and she's kind of got that crazy streak. That you know, your girl Morgan just does not have. Your girl Morgan's yeah, like girl more next door, more ex- wholesome. Oh, I love that. No, 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 no. Give me the one who's your chick get in is trouble. like, yeah, uh, troublemaker. Uh, Hope Solo, she's attractive, but she's also she was liked by uh, she's liked by like weird sci-fi like whoa the moon solo whoa whoa I think we can just both agree. Greedo shot first. Yeah, I mean, I like Han Solo, so I'll just say that. No, but I'll tell you what, though. Like, um, you'd figure like Hope Solo would be the kind of young lady who would you'd, you'd like see romantically linked to like Marilyn Manson or something. Like yeah, that. and I'm into it. Yeah, any girl who would be linked, like Rose McGowan. Come on, Hope Solo. Megan Fox is the same kind, except she's kind of fake crazy. And old school Angelina Jolie, mm. who all these people are wish they were. So I guess what I'm trying to say I have no is, problem with Hope Solo. She also is very attractive, but Rebecca Lobo, not my cup of tea, but. I like her as an analyst. All right. We're going to get some pictures up on Facebook at facebook.com slash Ray Brent podcast. And you guys be the judge. Who's hotter? Rebecca Lobo. Or, you Candace know, Parker. Candace Parker. Hey, I did, yeah, I just did a search on the internet right now. Look. Well, I've got great pictures to put up on, on, the, on the thing because when I looked up Candace Parker, there's like 100 pictures to choose from. And then let me just look up Rebecca Lobo. There's oh, one picture, and she's wearing a suit. She doesn't flash it out there. She doesn't need to. She's a classy lady. Okay. Classy lady. Okay. You know who else is classy? Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> well, hello. Very classy. Also didn't flash it. Why? You have completely derailed this entire conversation. No, I have not. You have. As soon as you go Robin Williams resets, we're done. We have no chance to regroup. Wait a minute. You do this all... I only saw the middle third of the movie. Uh, you. It... Ju- I was going to go back and watch the beginning and the end. Now you tell me it's Robin Williams. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ray. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for ruining another movie that I watched the middle of. Okay. Well, 
I don't know how we're going to go anywhere deeper low, and nor do I want to find out from this moment. So tell you what, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, talk a little bit more about sports topics, real sports topics, after three seconds of the Flaming Lips. Sorry, uh, we're back. I was putting on my sunglasses. Yeah, looking, why do you? Because that. We're here in Flickering Light Studios. Why are we? Because I want to look more like Tom Likas. Why would you want to look like Tom Likas? He's awesome. What are you talking about? Tom Likas on your radio dial. Hey, Dad. Hello, son. Huh? Hey, uh, first time caller. What's up, Tom? How you doing? Do you care? I love Tom Likas. He's great. I'm I'm not much a fan. I had an old roommate that used to love Tom Likas. They still do a show all the time. And I, mean, I couldn't take that guy seriously. I'm sorry. You can't take him seriously. It's an entertainment show. And then the what the funny part is when people take him seriously. That's, what I, that's the problem, though, is everybody, it seemed like I was the only person who was listening who understood that it was not to be taken seriously. I mean, I, I you know, I, I respect him in the same way that I respect Howard Stern. And you should respect him, too, because he's almost like the ultimate kind of radio troll. You know, just, oh sure, no, and I, 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 I can respect that. I guess I just. He also uh, does a show where he talks about wines, the wines of Napa Valley. Stop it! That's that's not real. That's true. He's a big winophile, vinophile. I like told that. you not to give me the Pinot Noir. I recommend the Cab Sav. If you're looking white, go sparkling. It's called Syrah in France, but in Australia it's called Shiraz. And both ways, it tastes like dirt. I'm Tom Likas. Hey, Tom, can you blow me up? Absolutely. I, I love the different ways they blow people up on the Tom Likas show. I, I don't know why we're plugging Tom Likas so much. I don't, I, you know, the sunglasses gave it away. I thought you were going for more of like a Phil Hellmuth kind of a poker play. I'm going to be the podcast brat now. The podcast Not brat. Not the poker brat, the does, podcast brat. Does that mean much like Phil Hellmuth at the World Series of Poker, you're going to show up like a half hour late for every yeah. single recording? I'm going to show up a half hour late, and then anytime, anytime you have an opinion about something... Oh, great opinion. Nice. Let's see how long you last in the business with that opinion. Great. You're an idiot. Why would you why would you possibly come to the podcast with that opinion? Yeah. Good luck being broke, pal. I can <laughs> dodge bullets. Oh, Phil man. man. I love Phil Hummuth. Oh, by the way, that was three seconds of the flaming lips. Yeah. Ooh. And really we're just putting off sports talk. Imagine if your lips were really on fire for three seconds. It would hurt. It would get all like swollen. And, 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 ow, be like bacon. You know, 19% of all men would find it to be the, what what was the callback to? The greatest odor. Yeah. Physically possible. My lips on fire. That's right. Uh, You know, your, your lips, they they probably wouldn't burn as much if you were Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones. I, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, sorry. Although apparently everybody's all miffed about some giant spoiler, but you know what's the deal with that? Because uh, well, I'm not going to every, spoil. Everything's it. already been written, though. I understand, but these are, all exist in books. This this inform it's not like they're surprising you. This information's already out there, so it can't be a spoiler alert. Well, can you're it? assuming that everyone read the books. I know nobody read the books. Well, then it can't be a spoiler if nobody read the books. But it's just that. The, if the what inf- an idiot this guy at HBO is to buy a series based on books that nobody read. Yeah, jerk. But it's not like it's a thing like The Sopranos or what have you, when they could do major plot points, and there would literally be no way to know that it was coming short of, like, being there on set. Instead, they take this already existing 4,000... How many pages is it all 4,608 pages. 4,608 pages of Game of Thrones, of which they're, what, halfway through right now? 
Maybe halfway through. Okay, yeah, about halfway through. I don't. I, I'm aware of the show. I haven't watched but it. I will watch it. But what's that? How is that different with The Sopranos? <laughs> because if all you had to do was read about what happened to the real Tony Soprano, and you would know that he um, he died while listening to Journey. Uh, but what, actually, I don't think Tony Soprano is a real person. He died. They turned out the lights in the diner, and then he died while listening to Journey. Why? Why would you say he died? That's been the spot. I mean, I, I get why people are saying that, but nothing was said. There were no bullets fired. It was just weird looking guy walks into the restroom and then the lights go out and we're just to believe Tony Soprano was killed in that oh, weirdly anticlimactic moment. Uh, you know, maybe I'll teach you someday about something that's called, you know, foreshadowing, which they had a big conversation about what do you think it's like yeah. when, you, when you get whacked? And he said, I don't think you hear anything. I think everything just goes to black. And that's what happened. Yeah, because the series was over. It was the end of the show, and then they rolled the credits with some journey. You know what I would have loved, dude? Instead of playing the journey at the end, even you know they just kept playing the journey when it went to black. Right. I think it would be much more powerful if like they just stopped playing the journey when it goes to black, and then you got ACDC. That would be sweet. Back in black, at the sack. It'd be totally different than anything else in the Sopranos. That would know? be different. Yeah, it would. It's be- a long <laughs> class to be back because I got loose from the noose. Yeah, that would have been. Sweet. Weed, dude. NBA next, because <laughs> I because I'm done with that for right now. But uh, we got we do have to take some time to talk a little bit about sports on this podcast because it is a sports themed podcast. It's you get two scoops of a lot of stuff in Raisin Brent. Right? Oh no, you get you get two scoops of a heck of a lot more yeah. than just Rays and Brent. NBA playoffs. They are among us. We are deep. We're late in the NBA finals season right Thank now. My goodness. Didn't they start in like February? Oh, it feel, This has been the most I grueling. Was like, happy Valentine's Day, honey. The NBA playoffs are starting. And now I'm like, hey, uh, happy 4th of July. The NBA playoffs are almost finished. Only two more games to go in the NBA playoffs. <laughs> but that's where the real fireworks are happening. Zing, zing. Nailed it. So what happened to your Pacers? Now we talked last we recorded this. There was tied two to two, I believe. Two two, and yeah. we had three mm-hmm. games to go. And the other series, I don't know if it had finalized in a sweep yet, but it had basically. We knew it was over. We knew San Antonio was going to win probably in a sweep. And right after we recorded, as we were talking on the way out, I wish I would have said it on the air to lend any credibility to it. But I did say to you, I said, "There's there's no doubt in my mind." Pacers Heat is going seven games. Heat are going to win in game seven. It's probably not going to be close because the NBA wants no chance for the Heat not to be in the finals. And the main reason why I think that you're going to see Indiana get some calls and get some good things happen with them is because the other series was over in four games. And the NBA makes their money based on how many games there are. Yeah. Sweeps don't do them any good whatsoever because it makes the viewership go down. And also there's less games with which to take in money. So it only makes sense from a business standpoint that that was going to happen. Say nothing about the the, the play on the court, which makes is almost irrelevant of, at times in the NBA. Right. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we did have that conversation, and I also told you, was like, I don't anything could happen in a game seven, but it's true. You know that you're going to have to just shoot out of your mind and hope that something crazy happens for you're the gonna, home team, or you're yeah. not going to win. You're going to have to hit a whole bunch of jump shots, and that's the only way you're going to win a game like that with everything stacked against you on the road in a game seven against a team you know you drive in, James on it. You know you drive into lane, you're going to get some charges called on you that m- probably wouldn't be called if it wasn't game seven on the road. You know that, th- was it a coincidence that this is the only game that Roy Hibbert and Paul George foul out of, the two best players on the team? Wait, how many fouls did uh, Hibbert have when he got off the bus? Four. I think he, he started with four. He started the game with four fouls just to be safe. And, of course, you'll have Miami Heat apologists saying, well, LeBron James fouled out of that game in the series, so it's just the same thing, I man. No, he fouled. That was so 
terrible that he fouled out when they were down by four with less than a minute left. Oh, I'd never do uh, uh, He missed the last 56 seconds of the game. Uh, that's my impression of a Miami Heat fan. Oh, uh, I also like the Packers. Uh, and, and if the Cowboys are good, I'll like them too. Uh. Oh, wait, we talked about that last week. But it's still true. So now we have a finals. An NBA finals consisting of your San Antonio Spurs versus those dastardly, nefarious Miami Heat. Do you think this could be one of the lowest rated NBA Finals of all time? No, because I suffered through Spurs Pistons of 2005, which was actually a very, very, very fantastic series that only I watched. Really? Went seven games. Every game was you know relatively close. Both teams played their best. We, there was no like shocking injuries or uh, people being suspended for games that made it would make it not fun. And with five minutes to go in Game 7, the Pistons had the lead and choked it away. The Spurs are a heck of a team. They're a heck of a franchise. I think that if anybody can stand up to the Miami Heat, it's definitely the Spurs. Because if you've been watching the playoffs at all right now, LeBron James is the only guy getting it done. Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade the last couple games, even in Game 7. Yeah, what did Dwayne Wade do in this last game? He all of a sudden could jump again. Yeah. Well, remember, Dwayne Wade's the one who had a minor injury and then had to be wheelchaired off the court with a towel over his head as if he'd been shot from the rafters. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, to be fair, when Dwayne Wade... Not a tough guy. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, yeah. And when Dwayne Wade is not in the game, it's a different world. It's a different world for the Miami Heat. Am I right? It's a different world from where I come from. Yeah. That's true. But going in, I mean, I, what do you think about this, these finals? I, I feel like I kind of like the Spurs in the series, even though they're, they're not the... Do uh, you? Yeah. I mean, look at how much trouble those guys had guarding Roy Hibbert. They had, no, they had a heck of a time, and it wouldn't honestly surprise me if Miami Heat goes out and... Hello, Mr. Duncan. There's some good yo-yos, too. I mean, Duncan's, you know, he's... He's up and down. He's slow, and he's old, but he's, he's still just got those moves. You know, and he's got the great shot. He can hit the jump shot. He can hit that bank shot that nobody even shoots anymore. Yeah, would you say he's been rejuvenated just in these playoffs alone? He looks fantastic. He, he looks like he's 10 years younger. He looks great. I mean, it's going to depend on Tony Parker is going to have to play out of his mind. Manu Ginobili. Manu Ginobili. Those three are going to have to do Iago it. Tiago Splitter. Tiago Splitter is, is much improved. If we, get, if we get a big game out of Splitter, forget it. If Splitter goes for 14 points in any of these games, yeah. just chalk it up to a Spurs got, win right now. you got Tiago Splitter with a 14 and 10. That's probably going to be a Spurs victory. Uh, assuredly, yeah. And I guess the question is, the second half of the Pacers Heat Series, as I said before, Bosch and Wade were awful. They were, re- I mean, actively bad on the court. So the question is, will that kind of effort be enough to beat the San Antonio Spurs? And the answer, probably I mean, Honestly, the Spurs is a different. Uh, it's a different matchup, you know. A lot of times, basketball is about matchups too. It's only about matchups. Like I wouldn't say just looking money. on the face of it that the Pacers are necessarily as talented as the Heat. Yet they played them to a standstill for seven games, and then they it's pulled true. away in the second half. It's absolutely true. And the Spurs. I mean, you could almost call the Pacers a poor man's San Antonio Spurs, couldn't you? Yeah. They like to muck it up. They like to gum up the works. They like to play a lot of defense. They like to just shoot a few, shoot a little bit. Yeah. They'll get some offense, but nothing that's going to make you remember the 80s of the NBA. I think I saw a mocking uh, Pacers fans shirt you could buy that said, our team was built, not paid for. Oh, snap. 
Because that's the thing. You know, most of these guys are kind of homegrown, at least drafted by the, sure. the Pacers. Sure, sure. Not, sure. they haven't brought in three big stars that, well, I guess Dwayne Wade was already was there. there. Yeah, he'd already won a championship. brought in Bosch and, and uh, LeBron James. So if we're going to go official prediction, if we're going to go, you go first. Official prediction for this series, who wins and in how many games and who is the MVP? I mean, it's hard to pick against LeBron James. The MVP usually wins in the finals, right? I agree. Yet somehow I feel like this is Tim Duncan's last hurrah, kind of like the Admiral David Robinson had his last hurrah and got his championship. Correct. It does kind of have that feel, doesn't it? Yeah. This is one last good go for these guys before all the wheels fall off the San Antonio wagon. Do you, are you brave enough to sit right here on the Raisin Brent Show, Episode 8, and predict the Spurs to beat the Heat in the finals? Spurs in Six Spurs in six. Now Miami has the home court. Because if we series. go to Game Seven, it's going to be just like the Pacers series. It's entirely possible. I tell you what, I am going to go Miami Heat win in six games in San Antonio because I have a good feeling if it gets to Game Seven, the Spurs bring it, and I just don't see any way that LeBron James and David Stern and the rest of the powers that be, Pat Riley. Eric Spolstra. I don't see how those guys let it get to a Game 7. I predict the Miami Heat... Do I sound jaded? Do I sound jaded about the NBA? I am. This is a... Uh, Heat I, and six. Heat and six games. Heat LeBron six. James, MVP. Who's your MVP? Well, it's it's got to be Tim Duncan. Got to be Tim Duncan, doesn't it? I mean, didn't Tony Parker I mean, Tony Parker, though? I, mean, I feel like Tony Parker's... I feel like they're going to have a little more success guarding Parker. Although, I, I think I saw a stat. You know who led the league in points in the paint this season? Who's that? Tony Parker. What? Because all he does is drive inside and do the little teardrop, you know? I would have thought it would be like Dwight Howard or yeah. someone of that ilk. It's not. Huh. Well, there you go. You learned something new here on Raisin Brent. So I feel like this is a real important series for the legacy of LeBron James. You do? He's been in the finals two years in a row. The first time they lost to the Mavs. Yep. Second time they won. If he comes back out and loses again, and then he's one out of three, that's a big difference if he wins two in a row. I guess at that point you could almost call him the uh, the A Rod, the Alex Rodriguez of pro basketball, because mm-hmm. A Rod got there a few times and only won one. Yeah, or you know, call the the. Granted, he's still got many good years in front of him. Probably at least ten more years. Of you would think at least play. five great years because he's. I mean, he's his stats are still getting better every year. But how many years? How many more years is he going to stay in Miami, though? Because that's a good the, question. The economics of the NBA. A lot of people are projecting that. After this year and then next year, they're just not going to be able to afford to keep that team together. And that LeBron James, shockingly enough, may go back to Cleveland. Get out of here. This is what the rumors are, is that Cleveland can afford him. They'd be willing to take him back as kind of the the prodigal son of Ohio. And he could try to win. If he wins, you know, two, three championships in Miami, right? Imagine if he He goes. He doesn't have to win anymore. What if he goes back to Cleveland and then just starts losing again and they hate him even more? He comes back and tanks the team with the biggest NBA salary of all time. He comes back Andrew Bynum style. Oh. And is like just injured. <laughs> oh. I'd love it, but that's just me. Well, that's enough NBA for one show and whatever else there was the heck we were talking about. So we'll be right back after three seconds of Arcade Fire. I first heard your voice. Now who here among us? Wow. Three seconds of Arcade Fire. What's your favorite Arcade Fire moment? I used to like that game Tempest. 
Okay. You would fire a, a vector. You would go around a vector and fire at things. Is that what you meant? Speaking of getting fired, Elwood Gordon G. Got himself, well, not so much fired, but uh, um, suggestively removed as the president of Ohio State University. His initials spell egg. Well, there's egg on his face, that's for sure, after some comments that he made. For example, he was saying things about Notre Dame, you can't trust those darned uh, Catholics, talking about the SEC. Uh, What was the quote about the SEC? You tell the SEC when they can learn to read and write, then they can figure out what we're doing, as if they can't read in the SEC. Yeah, and and the other bit about uh, academic quality in schools, like Ohio State is any type of academic institution whatsoever, but saying, you know, we'll only have high-class academic establishments, so you know we're not inviting in Louisville or Kentucky. Wow. This guy sounds like a merry prankster. Yeah, he sounds like one of those guys that he says things when you're a little bit that, that you would say when you're a little bit tipsy. Yeah. At a party with just a couple of your friends. And, and the things he said, I mean, yeah, they were a little bit funny, sure, but that guy can't make those comments on the public record. I mean, for real. Mitt Romney's 47% comment thinks that those were a bad idea. <laughs> but uh, you don't know about this. We actually have a special guest in studio today. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Come on in. Come on in. Oh, my God. Elwood Gordon G is here. Now, I was going to interview Brent. You're not really big on interviewing, right? I, well, I'll, I'll just fill in. You're the expert interviewer. Well, I, I did. I in. did prep these questions a little. Here, have bit. Have a seat. You can sit in my chair. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really good to, that you could be here, uh, Mr. G, Mr. Uh, Gordon G. Oh, oh, it's it's a headset. You put it on your head. Headphones go right over my ears. Well, that's that's great. Now, you are known around the college football world as a little bit of a, a mind speaker. You speak what's on your mind all the time, and you have a lot of strange comments talking about your rivals, talking about Notre Dame, talking about the SEC. Anything else you want to add about that? Anything you want to say in your own defense? Strange comments? <laughs> I don't think they're strange. I think they're truthful comments. <laughs> strange. They are. Our rivals are weird. They all suck, and they're weird, and they ain't no good. Who which rival you want me to talk about? Well, I mean, you could talk about uh, the best school in all of the country, the University of Michigan, your arch-rival school. Oh, okay. But Brady Hoke, that's a hokey name. That's the name of your coach. He's hokey. <laughs> what a hoaxster. And his name's Brady. What, does he have three kids that he adopted and three other kids from his wife? Now, you're talking about a bunch. Peddling Wesson oil? It's a bunch of noise you're talking about right here. Speaking the truth. I don't, yeah, I feel bad, only that I didn't get to say everything I want to say. Wait, there's actually more? Uh, yeah. Don't ever try to make a, a money deal between the two teams with the, with Notre Dame because you're Why? just going to get you're going to get leprechauned. Ha! All right. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you this really was just the tip of the iceberg with how you, you know I love you know I love that touchdown Jesus because every time Notre Dame scores a touchdown I go touchdown Jesus! Th- that can't possibly be how you feel about the Irish, Mr. G. Uh, uh, what do you mean? Everybody feels that way. Hey, you know what you call the kid of a Notre Dame? No, I have I no fighting idea. Irish? I have no idea. You call him a tater tot. Because <laughs> they love potatoes. <laughs> the people of Ireland do are pota- potatoes, yes. That is... Uh... 
I see. Well, the Irish aren't the only group of people that you had trouble with. You did uh, say a few things about Polish Americans as well in reference to the Big Ten Leaders and Legends Conference. What? Uh, oh, I, I got a good Polish joke for you. Well, I'm not asking for a Polish How joke. How many Polish people does it take to change a light bulb? <sighs> Seriously? This is like... A bunch, because they're dumb. Oh, my goodness. And here I thought I'd heard them all, Gordon. Mr. G, what do you prefer to be called? Hey, Pole Land. Why do you have so many poles there? Too many strip clubs? <laughs> but seriously, what what do we call you? Do we call you uh, E, Elwood, Gordon, Mr. G? Oh, please. We don't have to be that formal. Just call me Mr. Elwood, Gordon, G, Esquire, sir. All right. Well, there is there any other group of people like how about Nebraska? You haven't really talked about Nebraska yet. Oh, the corn shuckers. That well, the corn careful there. Hey, hey! After you after you husk your corn, your teeth are so yellow. Is that what you use to butter your corn with? Your teeth? <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure I could follow that one to be honest. Because their teeth are yellow. Their teeth are yellow. Well, I'll just keep this this train of moving. Uh, what about the S- oh, Syracuse Orangemen? Orange close enough to red for me. <laughs> you might be the worst person in the entire world, uh, Mr. Elwood Gordon G. Esquire. Forgot the sir at the end. Sir? Oh, my God. Thank you very much. I'll tell you another thing. Last time I went to a game in Syracuse, this guy started cheering for the other team. I said, hey, you better get the heck out of here before I tomahawk and take your squaw. They, they, aren't, they are not Native Americans. They're the Syracuse Orange, formerly Orange Men. Has nothing to do with Native American cultures. If, if you were going to go there, you could talk about Florida State or Central Michigan or w- w- Syracuse. Has nothing to do with Indians. Got everything to do with Indians. Them fellas are orange. Hey, they got to be orange. Yes, the orange. It's There's a- only one red-blooded American that's orange that ain't an Indian. And that's John Banner. That's a good American right there. I have no idea where you're going with any of this. <laughs> Nobody does. That's why this is the greatest country in the world. We can go wherever we want, take whatever we want, and then, and then I told that that Syracuse Orangeman fan. I said, "You better get out of here before I take all your pemmican. I'm gonna take your pemmican. I'm gonna take all your pelts." You are the worst person in the entire world. Well, I wouldn't say I'm the worst. I wouldn't say I'm the worst at all. But I, you know, I appreciate being on the list. I do. It's good to be noticed. You know what else is noticed? You go to Syracuse Orangeman game. I'll yeah. tell you what. Them fans, when they start losing, they're stampeding out of there like a herd of buffalo. <laughs> they're just making an arrowhead straight out of the stadium. You know uh, you know why you want to avoid the concession stand? The concession stand at, at the Syracuse? Syracuse Orangeman Field? Why? Why Cause possibly? Because it all they got there is fire water, pemmican, roasted rabbit. Buffalo eyeballs. <laughs> they do not have buffalo eyeballs. By God, you can buy. You can buy a coin purse there. What's made out of the little scrotal of a buffalo? You cannot buy that at a Syracuse Orangeman game. They have- chew it up like bubblegum. They love it. Let's 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 jump the tracks here. Let's talk about anything else in the entire world. How about the maize that they also serve at the concession stand? No, they we're got not maize. talking about this. We're not. No, that's corn in American. Syracuse is American. It's in New York. It has nothing. Oh, my goodness. 
Brent, Brent, do you have any questions you want to ask this guy? Uh, n- no. Yeah, let I... me leave me on a poll with this guy. <laughs> no. I'm trying Thanks. to keep myself out of this as much as possible. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. Well, um, Mr. G, as uh, much as possible in Espanol. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Whoa, sound like somebody's ready for a siesta. <laughs> no me gusta. No me gusta this interview. Mr. G, you got to get out of here. This is you're, this, you're making it worse for yourself. I know that right now you have no career to speak of. You're pretty much done. You're almost 70 years old. Time to retire. Any parting things you want to say before getting the heck up out of the Flickering Light Studios? Nope, I got to get out of here and go pick up my big white pointy hat at the cleaners. Big white pointy hat? Oh, never mind. That was supposed to be a secret. Bye. All right. And there he goes. Elwood Gordon G. What <laughs> is wrong with that nuts, guy? Dude. <laughs> what is wrong with that guy? Wow. I can't believe he's unemployed. I can't believe they asked him to resign. This is outrageous. They asked him to resign? No, no, resign. Oh. And he you resigned. Know, I always thought that's something that in the English language that should be changed is that resign and resign are spelled the same way. Well no, it isn't resign like a hyphenated word, re dash sign. He re signed with the team? Yeah. But there's just a hyphen in there. It's just like a straight line going across. It's almost like an equal sign. Re-minus sign. See, why is there a minus in the re-sign? Re-sign. Because that's when you're getting something good. It should be a re-plus sign. But then it would look like ret sign. I don't know. English can be a very confusing language. See. All right. Well, we'll be right back after three seconds of... Smokey Robinson. Say I'm the life of the party Cause I tell a joke Wow, that was a, that was an intense interview. Yeah, that was. I don't even know where to go from there. Uh, that uh, was, by the way, three seconds of Smokey Robinson. It was amazing. Hi, his falsetto voice. Yeah, Smokey I, Robinson. I assume that's the clip I got. Was something with a high falsetto voice. <laughs> his voice is like sugar. You know, it's sugary. It's saccharin. Speaking of saccharin, you know what saccharin in the sports world? The NFL. The NFL. That's the worst. Uh, That's the worst thing ever. I love the NFL. Can I talk a little NFL? I'm not erring I'm not, uh, the NFL. We love the NFL. Love them. No, but uh, there's a story that kind of went across my uh, peripherals about the Jacksonville Jaguars, America's international team, as owner Shad Khan wants to name them. There's a story that by the year 2020, in the next seven years, it's entirely possible that the NFL could move a team, hypothetically the Jacksonville Jaguars, to London. I'm not a fan of this idea at all. What's what's wrong with it? it we're, we want the NFL to be an international game. Having teams everywhere Why? would be great. We, it's the National Football League. It's not the International Football League. Uh-huh. You see Manchester United coming over and playing in the MLS with us? No. They do come over and play games They with don't us. play in our league. Not in our league. No, that is true. That's more of a club-level system where there are many different soccer leagues so that exist. So it's going to be the IFL now, International Football League, because we have one team in another country? Well, it's the International House of Pancakes, just because they have crepes on the menu. Yeah, the crepes are pretty not... delicious. They're pretty delicious, come on. Yeah, bro. I mean, they're not untasty, but they're not crepes, let's be honest. No, they are crepes. Crepes are crepes. No, crepes are increíble. Uh, these are not incredible. They're not like French crepes. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. But so you're against the idea of an NFL team moving to London. I don't understand why. I mean, I, you, you've tried to explain it. Well, one, I'm still not getting it. One, that means eight teams are going to have to fly to London for a game. Right. 
That means the Jaguars are going to fly to the U.S. eight times, ten times if you count during training camp. Sure. I guess I don't see what the problem is. You could set up the NFL schedule, and this is what I hypothesized, was that you could set it up in four-game increments. Have you ever heard of something called jet lag? Sure, of course they have jet lag, but you do four games on the road, four games at home, four games on the road, four games at home. It also creates kind of more of a festival atmosphere for the four weeks in a row in England when they're playing there. But nobody else does a schedule like that, and it's going to throw everything off having to clump everything together like that. I don't that. see how it does, because we always go, you know, two games here, back and forth, two games home, two games away. The Lions feel like they play roughly 12 games every year on the road anyway. Right. And if you just give the teams that are playing in London the bye week the following week after having played the London Jaguars, or whatever the heck their name's going to be. It doesn't really cause a problem, at least in my mind. And then I'll give two weeks to Here's what's going to happen. The I, I'll tell you already. My two, the Chiefs will go over to uh, London. They'll play their game. Then all of a sudden, Jamal Charles. Oh, Jamal Charles not able to play in the game today because he had some bad chips. Got food poisoning. because well, he, oh, he had a bad fish. blood sausage. He ate some fish out of a newspaper and got um, blood poisoning yeah. from the ink. Oh, he got mugged by a newsie. Christian Bale would never do that. <sighs> it's just it's a bad idea. They're I mean, already playing games in London. Right now, the NFL is playing one, two games in London every year. They want it to be three. What? Eight, also, eight have you, to three is not that big Have you ever watched one of those games in London? They're always the most horrible games in the world. They're always like 13 to nothing or something. They're That's, never like 48 to 42. They're, yeah. There's... They are. You cannot deny that all the games over there have been really boring games. I would think that at some point you probably want to have to build a domed stadium because it rains so gosh darn much over there in London. It does. Oh no, that's the, the only. Of the game a that's bit. the only thing I want to see is in London is is, is a fog game because I love the fog game in Philadelphia that one time. I feel the, like all games bowl? should be like that. The fog bowl. Hey, I'm a big, as big a fan of televised fog as anybody. Hey, we'll tell you who won later, guys. I don't see it as being an issue. You already you already are in favor of weather affecting games, so I don't understand why weather affecting games in London should even be an issue for you. I'm the one that has a problem with it normally. I don't have a problem with the weather affecting the games here. I have a problem with people having to fly halfway around the world for a football game. I don't think it's that big a deal. I mean, they're only about eight, eight hours ahead of us here on the West Coast, five hours ahead of people on the East Coast. It's a little bit of a hike for sure, but is it that... Is, is the difference in travel that much different from a team going from Miami to Seattle as it would be New York City to London? I don't but have you, flight information in front of me, but it's not that you, big a you're difference. You're going to have to watch the game at, like, I don't know when it would be. They'd make them Four have, in the morning? No, they'd, they'd make them have the early games, which means that they would be at 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m., except for the fact that the game would actually be being played in England at, like, 6 p.m. And it would be a 1 p.m. start time here in America. Oh, so these guys get to play all night games where they don't get beat down by the sun for, for eight weeks out of the year. Home field advantage. Yeah. What's the problem? You see, you don't, again, the elements affecting a game is something you're in favor of, not me. You know, you're going to have to listen to all these all this trash talking from these That's going to be the, the best part is British hooligans getting into NFL football. Oi! 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 That's just them just saying it over and over That's again. Australians. Oi. That's Australians. It's the same people, right? No. Australians, you know, they're in Australia. That's the oh, difference. Oh, that explains so much. That's why I got a they D They have in shrimps geography. and Barbies. Not the doll, hot doll Barbies. No. Barbies that you cook shrimps on. Man, you are going way out back for that one. Wow. So my question, though, is if, let's, hypothetical, stay with me now. Hypothetically speaking, if the Jacksonville Jaguars... Move to London. Do they change their name or do they stay the London Jaguars? Or do they pick something that's going to be a little bit more British Ooh. to be the name of the team? It'd be like the Cardiff Giants or something like that. Isn't yep. there already a team named the Cardiff Giants? Probably. But, but that's a pretty awesome name. There should Cardiff be, Giants. There but we already have a team called the Giants in How the How about NFL. the Golems? 
The Golems. I was thinking like we could always call them the London Bobbies. Oh, the Bobbies. Like a police officer. And they'd be like the peaceful football team. Yeah. Like the London Silly Nannies from that episode of Family Guy. We had the little pikes on top of their football helmets. (laughs) (laughs) Like the the Bobbies do. That would be horrifying. People would get gored. (laughs) But what what else would be uh, traditionally British that would be a good name for their team? Oh, yeah. So since they're in England, then every time, you know... Somebody uh, feels like they get held, they'll just fall down and grab their shin, like oh. in soccer. Oh, it'll be like an NBA game then, in the playoffs. Yeah. Although LeBron James agrees, I don't flop. I would never become a flopper, but I understand why people flop. I, I'm not a flopper. I don't flop. But I get fined for flopping. Exactly. Not taking us off point too much here. I'm excited about the possibility of there being a London team. Maybe even just call it the London Fog. Have like a foghorn that plays like when they score a touchdown. Who cares? They're going to be in London. Who's going to even want to go visit London? All, the only thing they have in London that's cool is that big clock. And Big Ben. Yeah. Is that his name? See, we got a big Ben over here. It's Ben Roethlisberger, and he's, much, he's a much better football player than the clock. So I think with a good deal of cross-promotion, it'll be towards the end of his career at that point. Trade Ben Roethlisberger Imagine, to the London team. Big hope, Ben at the Big Ben. I hope the Detroit Lions. I hope they get their team now. I hope the Detroit Lions go play there. And you get stuck in one of those roundabout things where you just don't know where to get off for like four hours and you miss the whole game. Hey kids, look, it's Big Ben. And then the Lions lose two nothing. Two nothing. On intentional safety on the last play of the game. They'll bring Mike McMahon back in in order to run that one out the back of the end zone like he did against the Vikings. Oh, Mike McMahon. I don't know. I just don't want a team that's... I just feel like the time thing is too big, and how do you deal with the jet lag and all that kind of stuff? You're also being forced... Now, here's another thing. Okay. You're forcing someone to move to England by being drafted. You're forcing them to live on another continent. Not even necessarily. If they're playing four weeks in a row here in the United States, you know, you're only asking them to do that for a couple months out of the year. Oh, hi, kids that I had in college. I'll see you four weeks out of the season. What are you talking about? I'll be gone the other 44 weeks. There's, how, how can how many NFL players all around the country all make a permanent home in Los Angeles? A heck of a lot of them, no matter where their team is. They're going to be getting paid the euro, not by the dollar. Well, that's a lot more stable than what we have here. I, I don't think it's stabler than anything we have in America. Although, to be fair, uh, for those of Were you out there... Were you not listening to Mr. G? That's also true. But they do still use the pound in England. They do not use the euro in England. For oh, okay. Right in and let, yeah. Here we go. That's okay. If they have a team called the London Pound, I'm in. Oh, that'd be a great name for the team. Well, I think it's just a guy of a, of a, that has a hand that's, that's made out of... Like the Joe Lewis fist? Yeah, but it's a pound. His fist is made out of a pound. Like he's holding money? Yeah. It's <laughs> I'm in then. Okay, well, there we go. We've been able to make Good logo money. goes a long way for me. Uh, there we go. Speaking of good logo, we need one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a separate issue for a separate day. Anybody uh, who wants to uh, submit a logo for our show, uh, please do. Please do on the podcast, and we'll... Uh, yeah, send an email to raybrentpodcast at gmail.com. We'll put it in the hopper with the other zero ones that we have. Yeah, you'll probably win. <laughs> no good logo refused. But uh, we're getting off topic. I-, I think we're good, though. So we'll be right back after three seconds of... Donald Trump. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Wow, three seconds of Donald Trump. He's an American classic. I bet he would be opposed to NFL football being in London. Donald Trump's all weird because he kind of came out in that election time, not to get overly political, but he kind of came out with all these kind of decent businessman ideas coming from a totally different perspective. 
And then suddenly it was all, where's the birth certificate? Yeah. It was like, you were making sense before that, Don. What, what happened to you? I bet Obama's going to try to have the, the NFL move to Kenya. <laughs> That's the sort of thing, yeah, that Donald Trump would say. But that being said, this is the end of another episode of... Raisin Brent. Brent. And we got some contact information. Then Brent's going to have an exciting fact for you guys. It worked so well last last week. We're going to do it again. Yeah, don't give me that look that we didn't talk about this before me saying it because I know that that's probably true. But that being said, we have some five-star reviews we got to read right now. And you can oh, yeah. always go to a, subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us uh, five stars, please. It would be very nice of you. Put a little comment in there. Leave a comment so we know you can read. Yeah. The heathens. We love to read that kind of stuff. It really does fill us with the joy of the season. Uh, so, Brent, we've got, we got a bunch of five-star reviews and a few comments that we can read this week. So go ahead and uh, let us know. All right. First five-star review it says, the best First episode of anything. That's from our first episode, obviously, and we should have read that a while ago. We did not, but we didn't make up the rules until now. But the best first episode of anything, I laughed, I cried, I peed my pants. That's, We're making people wet themselves? That's right. That's How'd from, that happen? That's from Usul36. Wow, thank you, Usul36. You're now have, a part of the show. Yeah, thank you. And then we have Wowzers. This show is weird, hilarious, and fun. Can't wait to hear more. That's from Gerbunchka. Wow, that was really nice. And then I have recommended. Watch out, Sklar Bro Country. Now that is, those guys do a very good job. Uh, I love job. the Sklar Brothers. They're so fantastic. They're I love hilarious. what they do. That's by Just Clay. Just Clay. Uh, so I'm sorry, are you mostly Clay? He's Just Clay. Oh, he's Just Clay. Okay. Oof, that's good right there. Well, we got some, thank you, Gaffer. Are, you, yeah. that, are you Clay and Mortar? Are you Clay and Concrete? Just Clay. Just Clay. Because you look really tough. You look hard, dude. Just clay. You look like you're made out of something more than clay. It's just clay. Wow, I love just clay. Just clay. Just clay is my new favorite listener of the show. Uh, besides those other two who left us five star reviews with words attached, or maybe he's like this internet singer, like he's singing some song. Thank you. I've been clay. Wait, don't you have a last name? Just clay. Just clay. What if it's Clay Aiken? Ah, oh, that would be great. It was Clay Aiken, but he didn't want us to know because he's kind of famous at this point. So he just puts on, at this point, eh, just Clay. Just Clay. I can dig it. Well, thank you very much, you guys, for saying all those nice things. Probably not Clay Aiken. (laughs) I'm guessing it's not Clay Aiken. I can dream. I can dream. Uh, we got contact information for the show, though. As said before, you can... Contact us at raybrentpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page, which is our main site, facebook.com slash raybrentpodcast. Search for us on iTunes, Raisin Brent Show, or Raisin Brent Podcast, and subscribe five stars. We've been over this already probably 30 times, but I'm going to say it again. It really does help us, and it really does kind of make us look good and help us get the word out. Tell your friends, man. Share the show around. Send some links on the My Rooms. Yeah. You can also get a hold of us on Twitter. You could always do the show at Ray Brent Podcast, or you can get me personally at Almighty Ray. Or you can get me at Scoops Pope. That's very, very exciting stuff right there. And Brent, are you ready with that awesome, exciting fact? Our surprise fact of the show? So, Brent, what's your fact of the day? Well, uh, you know, there's sometimes there's old wives' tales about certain diseases and things. And, you know, the, people okay. always talk about when you see a squirrel, like when you were a kid, your parents were like, don't touch that squirrel. It's, you're going to get rabies. Yeah, I've heard that before. Did, did you know that you can't, squirrels can't get rabies? Oh, so you can't actually get rabies from yeah. a squirrel? You can probably just get other diseases, but not rabies. So I just pet them to your heart's content. Yeah, because they, they always want to be petted, right? They always act like it. They come up to me, but they're usually animated. Yeah, with birds, and I'm and I realize I'm a Disney princess, 
Am I saying too much right now? Ooh. No, no, keep talking, please. Well, I think that's going to be the end of the show. Um, thank you very much for listening. And I've got, I've got to do some editing of that, hopefully, out of the show. Yeah. We also have to thank uh, Jeremy Buck and the Bang oh, for yeah, the music. <laughs> Let's thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. We got to thank David Knoll. We got to thank Greg Lopez and do all have, of you. Do out we there. have to thank David Knoll? Eh, we probably should. All right, let's do it. He doesn't listen, but probably should anyway. And thanks to all you, the listeners. Yes, sir. Good night, everybody. See ya. You're gonna have to drag me out.